Και η μπάλα ξεκίνεται στο κήπεδο, πλησιάζει την περιοχή και Κατέβασε και εσύ το Beton Alpha app και μη χάσεις ούτε ένα γκολ. Beton Alpha. Ανεβήκαμε κατηγορία. Εδώ, welcome to a very special No Chofters. I'm still, I've got Roy, I've got Chris. I've got Danny here, all the way the other side. Our friend from uh, Wigan, who is a Wigan Athletic fan for BT Sports as well. So he's done all sorts of bits. But you guys have come in for one guy. You guys are tuned in for one guy. You know who he is. You don't need me to do the introduction, but let's do a brief one. Captain Dust, the champion, cup winner. One of the best left feet I've ever seen in my life. Sorry, Kiko. Sorry, Kiko, because I know he scored a worldie yesterday. Jordi Gomez. Amigo, what's going on? Hi, guys. How are you? How are you? Good, mate. Welcome to I'm the good. pod. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, it's been a long time since we first talked about it, but finally I'm here. Yeah, finally. Hey, listen, it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jordi's just like a, a girl you've been chasing for a long time. You're like, yeah, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Were you speaking on an experience or, you know, because your missus Listen. is in the other room, bruv. You need to watch what you say. Really, yeah, truly, I'm, mar- nice. I'm married for 15 years. I've got kids, you know, but, you know, I still remember back in the day, man. I'm talking about back in the day, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> we can't edit this out, bruv. Honestly, that's it. You said it, <laughs> it's, man. It's so good, man. <laughs> I'm so happy we got Jordi on the show, man. So happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here also. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. First of all, Danny, welcome to the pod, man. This is your debut. I don't think you're going to experience anything like this before. No, I've been warned. I mean, I've been warned. I've watched a couple in the past. Um, Obviously, I I covered the the two Manchester United games in the the Europa for for BT. So I've had a bit of experience about what this podcast is like, but it's not quite the same, is it, until you actually do it yourself. So now I'm excited. It should be good fun. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, before we start, um, you know, giving Jordi the... uh, the Spanish Inquisition. Look at that. See what I did there. It's brilliant. Um, tell us about your your experience with Omonia, because obviously you covered the United game as you mentioned. I'm assuming you came to Cyprus and you even interviewed Francis, our keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was on site in in Cyprus for the first one, um, which was awesome. I mean, it was great that. I mean, the first the first most important thing was it was like 30 degrees Celsius while we were out there, and we'd left like single degrees back in London. So that was the best part about it, sitting around the pool at the hotel, doing your prep. Can't really beat that. Um, but yeah, it, when we got there, obviously a lot of the, the home fans weren't massively confident. It didn't seem like in, in them um, getting a result. So we didn't really know what to expect, but the way it worked out with, with Omnia going 1-0 up was, was great. The place erupted. It was one of the best atmospheres I've seen for a long time. Um, yeah, and, it, and the reverse was was every bit as good. Four and a half thousand um, fans coming over in the in the away end at, at Old Trafford, and then maybe one of my favourite interviews I've, I've ever done with with Francis afterwards. Who, as much as they've lost one nil, like the beaming smile on his face was was awesome, and you could see just how excited he was to play at Old Trafford and and play that well. And and good luck to the kid because he, he seems like a good lad. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely top luck he is. Right, Yuldi, let's start from the beginning, mate. Barcelona, Barcelona Academy. That right? was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I don't even remember. 
okay, all right. Okay, so you just move on to Espanol. <laughs> no, it was good to be there. I was there 10 years, more than 10, 10, 12 years. So it was, uh, as a kid, it was the best place to be, just to develop you as a, as a player, also as a person. And I was lucky that I'm from Barcelona, so I could go there to that academy of Barcelona. Because when you were there, you were with uh, Andrea Orlandi, who also played in Cyprus. Yeah, I was there. The... I was with him in Barcelona, in the second team, at the end of my time in Barcelona, the last two years, the last two years, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that photograph of you and Messi then, because everyone, I've seen that photograph time and time again. That, was that no, like listen, a... I've seen that picture. Every year I see that picture, which is uh, horrible. That <laughs> so. Yeah, but look, at, look at this from a fan. No, you don't think the best you know, thing. The best picture you have is with. <laughs> No, that picture is, is horrible. And is, uh, that is from... We made our debut with Barcelona the same day at, a port, at Porto with the first team. And two days before that game, they did some kind of interview with us. Uh, and that's the best picture they had, you know. I'm sure you got better ones that you're obviously not going to show us, which is understandable. That's fine. That's fine. But when you when you were breaking through the academy, what was the competition like for places at the time? Did you feel that you had a strong chance of getting to that first team? Because having spoken to Andrea, it's strange how things worked out with Messi because he was actually ahead of him in the pecking order, wasn't he? No, M Messi. I remember I was in the under nineteen mm. team, and he was. Well, he's two years younger than me. But in one year, he went through three or four teams. The under-16, under-16, under-19. And I think that same year, he made his debut with the first team. So in, in seven months, because he was so good, he went through the all these teams. And you could see he was a very good player, but uh, you can... At that time, you could not say he was going to be the one of the best. Mm. But what about yourself, though? Were you confident of getting your opportunity in, into the team at the time? To be honest, at that time, obviously, I was doing okay, not not too bad, and I had the opportunity to to be close to the first team. Mm -hmm. But I think, looking back, I was not ready mentally in terms of. You know, looking at all those players and Ronaldinho's and all this mentally, I think it was too much for me at that time. So that's what that's one of the reasons, and I could not uh, make it at the time. Obviously, the competition was massive. You have players in front of you; it was almost impossible. But I think mentally, also, I was not ready, so I had to leave just to get better and improve. And then you ended up in Espanol, literally down the, down the road, right? Um, yeah, when, uh, I think it was one of the best decisions I made. It was in that year, I was between the first team and the second team. I did a good right. season with the second team. I played three times with the first team. And it was uh, a good year for me. Then I think we played 
a friendly game in some international break or something against Swansea. And I think that uh, the opportunity of going to uh, to England was uh, from that game we played against. Them. Uh, probably I did well. I cannot remember the game exactly, but uh, probably I did well and I had the opportunity then with uh, Roberto to go to England. Well, I remember the Swansea team or the squad a couple of years before you joined. And now the likes of Leon Knight and Lee Trundle, Akin Fenwa. But when you were there, they had Leon Britton. They had, oh, blimey, which other players did they have? Crikey. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I've completely forgot the names now. Um, obviously, Andrea was there. Blimey, Rangel was there. Joe Allen was yeah. there. Um, yeah. So what, what was that? Squad like that atmosphere. No, there was a, a, a Spanish con- Spanish contingent. The good the good thing was that uh, we were obviously the staff. Some of the staff were, were Spanish, and seven or eight players were also Spanish, or at least Spanish speaking. That made the adaptation much easier for me, and. That helped a lot. That helped a lot uh, to not to go there and just be on your own, but uh, to have uh, your teammates there that uh, in difficult moments can help you was a big uh, help for me. But you weren't always a central midfielder, though, were, were you? If I'm not mistaken. I, play, I played, I started at Swansea. I have to say, it's one of the, my, where, where I, one of the places where I enjoyed most my football because we had, you know, there were some Dutch players, Spanish players, obviously the coach was Spanish. So the style was perfect for me. So I, I had a very good season and I enjoyed playing, not only because I had a very good season, but because the way we played, the way everything was organized at Swansea at that time, uh, it was one of the my best times during my career, yeah. Before I pass it over to Danny, there's, there's one very quick question I want to ask with regards to your time at uh, Espanol. There was a central midfielder, if I'm not mistaken, Ivan de la Peña. Did you play alongside him or, or play in a trade? Because for me, he was one he of was the there, he, was, uh, he was there when I was there. I, I trained with him. No, he was... But at that time, I think he had some issues with the injuries and everything. So mm-hmm. he was... I think he was... I can't remember maybe his last year at the Spanish, but no, he was no at that at that side it was Tamude, it was Ivan de la Peña, it was Luis Garcia, it was Riera. No, they had a very good team. And and it was good for me to 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 on a, to train with those players because it made me better player to you know when you play or you train in that case with Good players, it makes you a better one, also. Excellent. Go on, Danny. Well, I was going to ask. Come like, on. When, <laughs> so when? I cannot remember anything about William. Oh, really? <laughs> you were there for so long, Jordi. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so when when Roberto left Swansea to go to Wigan, yeah. did you did you think at the back of your head, he likes me, he's going to take me there? Was it always a transfer that you thought might happen to follow Roberto there? No, uh, honestly, no. Honestly, I don't. I don't know why, but I, I I didn't think that okay he's going to Everton. No, no. Ah, from Swansea to Wigan, you said Swansea to Wigan. Yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Swansea. Well, the thing is, they wanted to keep me. I think in in 
in the winter or something, they were already talking with Espanol just to, because I was alone there. So mm -hmm. to make it per, uh, permanently, but financially, I don't know how much Espanol was asking. So it was, at that time was not possible. So, so I knew he wanted me there at Swansea maybe. So yeah, I said, okay, maybe he calls me and, uh, and the moment he called me, so I said yes straight away. Uh, but yeah, at that time, I thought, OK, maybe because it went well for me at Swansea, maybe uh, there is a possibility to go there. But uh, I was not, you asked yourself, but I was not sure about it. And when you joined Wigan, you obviously you'd had a great season with, with Swansea. Joining Wigan at that time was maybe a different proposition. They were struggling pretty much every year, right? We'd be at the bottom of the division and then turn it on in like March and survive. Going into that kind of environment, what were your first impressions with that kind of football? Because you couldn't, I suppose, with Swansea in the championship, it was just like, play great football, Spanish style, try it on. But I remember the first few years under Roberto, a lot of the fans who were sat, sat near me were just like, you can't do this at the bottom of the Premier League. No, it was... It was difficult because we, we went, I went from the Swansea City style, different, completely different to what Wigan was at that time. So to change that, it was, it took a long time. I think I would say one, more than one season, even two seasons. So at the beginning, my style didn't fit with the, with what the fans were used to because it was, uh, it was completely different. So, yeah, it was difficult, but it made me stronger mentally. And I'm glad that I had to go through those uh, difficult times because, you know, uh, I was criticized a lot. And I was, uh, well. but that made me uh, even push harder. And, you know, uh, that's something I had to live with, but I'm happy that. It went the way it went, yeah. Did, did those criticisms affect you? Because I, I, I'll be honest, I took to I took to you quite quickly. I, I enjoyed the fact that we had someone who could pass the ball in the middle of midfield, um, which was different to what we'd had the last few years. But when when fans are maybe not taking to you, do you hear that? Does that affect you at all? No, obviously it affects you. That's for sure. Because I didn't... You know, everything during my career, early years, everything went more or less in a good way. So when you get there and you you you, you have to face that uh, situation, it's, obviously it's going to affect you. But, you know, as I said, it makes you stronger. So now, if I have to face that again, it doesn't affect me at all. So that's good that I had to live with because now if somebody says anything to me, it's not going to affect me. So that's something, that's the positive thing about it. At, at the end, you know, I think the last year, my last, no, my, yeah, before my, my, my fourth year, I was player of the season there. So it, you know, it, it took time, but at the end, everything ended in a good way. So that's uh, why I'm happy that. I could go through all those moments. But yeah, it was obviously it's not nice, but it's sometimes it's necessary to go through those moments. 
talking about ending on a high, 2013, winning the FA Cup. What what was that run like? What was that being a part of? I was there when you scored the penalty at Macclesfield, I think the fourth round. Yeah. Um, what was that whole experience like? No, obviously, to play the FA Cup, I, I, I like to, to play the FA Cup games, you know, because the stadiums were full and everything was... It was a good atmosphere in those games. But obviously, at the beginning, you are not thinking, okay, this year we're going to win the FA Cup. But, you know, we were winning games, winning games, winning games. Then we beat uh, Everton. We went the semifinals against... And, and we were lucky because we played against... Uh, Millwall, Millwall. yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, I think it was after the Huddersfield game. We had to play Everton. We said, listen, if we beat Everton, we are, we are there. So at that moment, we thought, okay, maybe we can do something here. But obviously at the beginning, it was not in our heads to, to win the Epic. Then it happened. I mean, the three, genuinely, the three minutes whether the three goals happened at Everton might have been the craziest away end I've ever been. I thought Goodison Park was going to collapse around our ears. It was ridiculous no, when that third goal yeah, went this, Yeah, it was three minutes. Three minutes, three goals are worse. No, it, listen, that run of games that uh, year was unbelievable. Everything went our way. Uh, and I, I could score so, also some, some goals there in those games. So it was obviously nice to... Leave that experience. But then four days later, uh, Arsenal relegation, which was hideous. Watching that on TV, I can't imagine what it must have been. What to go, to go from that on a Saturday night, winning the FA Cup, four days later being relegated. What, what was the aftermath like? What were those four days like? Well, we were all year fighting. I mean, not all year. I mean, three or four years fighting yeah. for relegation. But if you if you ask the fans, what do they prefer if winning the FA Cup or or, or staying in the Premier League, they would have chosen 100% winning. Oh the yes, FA Cup. 100%. So obviously we wanted to stay up, but it was not possible. I mean, uh, it would have been extraordinary to win the FA Cup, also staying up. It would have been perfect, but at the time it was not possible. But obviously we. We tried our best, and that's what you have to do. Try your best, and then if the results don't come, it's... what can you do? True. Now, obviously, I, I, so I don't want to take over because I know this is basically just interesting to Wigan fans. But after you left, Jordi, were there any was there any possibility of you ever coming back to Wigan? Any of the other moves that you made? Was it ever mentioned? Were you ever approached? Were you ever close to coming back to Wigan after you left? No, I left to Sunderland and then I, I, I went back six months. After the, after my second year in Sunderland, I went back. Yeah, after, after that, after you left, were you ever close no, to no, 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 no. that? No, never. It was never no, brought no. up. No, no. It's a shame. No, and then, you know, I think it was a mistake to go back. Honestly. Really? Those, no, no, a mistake, but, you know, it didn't go well. Mm. So, but, you know, I, I thought it was going to be good to, to be back, but it didn't go the way because, you know, Gary Cadwell was sacked after, I don't know, 
one month or two months new, yeah. new manager came in so when season did start well so in January I had to I made the decision of you know it's better to to bar ways in a good way but you know but after that actually I, I didn't go back to the UK after that no no I mean I mean, look, I don't know if you've seen how well they're doing this season, but, you know, if you can get yourself fit, we might have you, we could do you back now. <laughs> I'm not even Snap. kidding. Get you in that Snap. midfield. Too late, too late. <laughs> Jordi, can I just take you back to that cup final, mate? Because I know you've probably spoken about this on numerous occasions, but when yeah. you look at that City team, right, that company, Toure, Tevez, Silva, Aguero, Kolarov was on the bench. Like Jeco came off, uh, came on as well. I mean, they, they talk about that being one of the greatest upsets in FA Cup history. But when you look back on how great that City team was, especially with those players like Aguero, for example, I mean, that surely makes that victory even more sweet. And knowing how well City have done, how they've kicked on from from that squad as well. No, obviously they, they were unbelievable players, unbelievable team. We played really well. We, I think we deserved to win, but obviously we had also some luck during the game. At the beginning, they had two or three chances. Our goalkeeper made some um, great saves. And sometimes you need this little bit of luck to, to win, to beat the, those teams. And yeah, at one game, anything can happen, you know. It's, it's like big teams, they play against smaller teams. They don't score, they don't score, they don't score. And at the end, in one corner, as it happened, we we scored the winner, so uh, you don't expect uh, to win the FA but at, at at one game anything can happen, and it happened. There you go. So you went to Sunderland, and I don't think you'd have thought that further down the line that you'd be playing alongside two teammates at Omonia after me at Sunderland, Mavrias and uh, Pantilimon. Ended up at no, <laughs> I was not thinking about coming to Cyprus at that time. Of course but not. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, football is, is a small world. At the end, everybody knows each other. Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's nice to, you know, to to play with those kind of players. And at that time, I was not thinking that I would find, I would play alongside Pantilimon at Omonia in Cyprus. Sure not. <laughs> <laughs> So what about Gus Poyet then? Because you went from Martinez to Poyet, two, I'm guessing, two completely different personalities. Poyet is now the head coach of the, the Greek national team. But um, I heard the story about an incident between Brighton and Crystal Palace, which we're not going to go into because Andrea's already told me that I story. know, I know. I heard something. I heard something. Right? <laughs> Danny's laughing because yeah. he knows yeah, the story. Yeah. <laughs> but what... What was Poyet like? And on top of that, that was a very, very good Sunderland squad. When you look at John O'Shea, Wes Brown, Jermaine Defoe, it was it was a very strong squad, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Poyet, in terms of style, is a little bit similar to to Roberto Martinez. But Poyet, as a, as a person, as a as a personality, is more passionate, more uh, less calm than Roberto. And that's the biggest difference between the two of them. That's the biggest difference. But uh, I, I like Poyet. I like the way, you know, he, he, he manages the team and the way he wants to play. He's, he's a good coach. 
So talk to me about Jermaine Defoe, please, because my friend Leon uh, played alongside him at, at youth level, really rates him highly. I think he's one of the most underrated strikers the Premier League has ever seen. Um, no, Jermaine Defoe joined... was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, he was... I mean, he's not physically a massive striker, obviously. No, but his finishing, his movement, his all-around play was uh, very good. And also, he's a very good player. He's a good uh, person. Like, no, he was... I was lucky to play with him, honestly. And he did so well at Sunderland. I mean, he, he scored some important goals there. Yeah, there was that one against Newcastle in the last minute, wasn't it? Which uh, No, last minute yeah. of the first half. The first half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cracking finish. But when you when you look back at your Premier League experience or your your time in England, um, people talk about the Premier League being the most demanding league in the world. I think that's just I don't know. Do you think it's a rhetoric, Danny, that you you see because of the the way that the press or the world in general see the Premier League? I don't know, but I just think that it's it's a very competitive environment. But in terms of the the technical element of it having played in the Championship and the Premier League, would you say it's more demanding than, say, La Liga? More demanding, the Premier League than yeah. La Liga. Yeah, in terms of the yeah, physicality. Probably, yeah, probably, yes, probably, yes, probably, uh, yes. I haven't played in La Liga a lot, to be fair, only three games, long time ago. So. <laughs> but yeah, I you know, it's, especially for me, the kind of player I am, it was... Uh, it was good that I had to adapt to that kind of uh, game. No? Uh, it was not easy at the beginning, but uh, I was there and I, yes, so I'm happy that I lasted la that long. I mean, that means I did something well to, to stay there that long. But it's, it, it's, it's obviously demanding. It's a demanding league. And it's becoming even more demanding now with you know new mm -hmm. coaches coming in, even best players are going... To that league also, so it's it's, uh, it's not an easy league to play. Yeah. All right, this is the was, quick. Go on, go on. Was, go on. Sorry, sir. I was just going to ask, Joey, how, how how do you think you changed from from the from going to Swansea right at the beginning to leaving the UK? How do you think you changed as a player? As a player, no, I I had to adapt to as I said before. I, first, I played in too many positions. I played right winger with my speed. How can I play right winger? I, yeah, right winger. Uh, so I had to adapt my game to, to different situations. I had to adapt also to the criticism. I had to adapt to a new country. So, and that's something I love it. You know, I love that I had to go all those those uh, different situations to, to, to make to be a better player, a better a better. Uh, mentally stronger, you know, as a player. Uh, if things are easy, you don't improve. You, you learn, you, you improve when things are not easy. And that's what I learned in doing my career. Jordi, I'm going to ask you a question now that might be a little bit, I won't say controversial, but a little bit unfair. Um, who would you say Can I was say the no most... comment? Can I say of no course, comment? Of course, of course, of <laughs> course. You've got every right to do so, but... When you played in England, who would you say was your most difficult opponent and the best player you played against? Opponent? I don't know, probably Yaya Touré. He was mm -hmm. on his best days at Man City at that time, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, today probably, probably there was also Rooney. He was playing well that time. I don't know. Uh, yeah, those were that I can't Fair remember enough. now. Fair yeah. enough. Well, there's a question here about your time at Vallecano. Um, what was it like playing there? Well, honestly, it was good. It was good. Uh, at that time, you know, the things didn't didn't go well in my second spell at, at uh, Wigan. So I said, okay, let's go back to Spain to, to because I, I didn't play there. So I just played three games. So let's try. And now Vallecano is is a nice club. It's a nice club. Uh, it's in Madrid, also in a nice city. It's a small club in, in, in Spain, but is you know the the supporters they really support the team. So it was it was a a nice experience. I only was there five months, but it was nice to to be there for for that time. Brilliant. Now, no, Roy's been itching. Chris has been itching. Come on, boys, do your thing. Let's go, Roy. Start it. <laughs> Roy's been smoking and drinking. I don't think he remembers anything. No, <laughs> no I, I, I've been following everything. It's just that my, my wife's birthday is on Tuesday and we decided to have a small party oh, today. See, he, he's, he's, he's backtracking now. He made that comment earlier about chasing the girl when I was, oh, it's my wife's birthday on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, my wife's birthday on Tuesday, so we had a little before party, you know. Uh, so yeah, we had some friends uh, over, but uh, yeah, so we, we heard about the story about your career in Spain and England. Um, obviously, at that time, it was a you know, Omonia changed from uh, being a you know, they had a lot of difficulties at the time and Babastavru came along and we we changed everything at Ammonia and, and you came as one of the choices of uh, the Spanish sort of um, model we chose at that time. And, it lasted uh, were, three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's exactly that. That's what happened. Literally. In two weeks, you had to have Literally. a... Yeah. Yeah. All over and out. <laughs> <laughs> and you were one of uh, one of the choices uh, then, which you know, at the end of the day, you, you you were the best player at that time who came out money. How, how did the the they approach you, and how did that come about? You know, the Omonia offer, and how did you come to Omonia? No, I, at that time I was in Bulgaria. Yeah. And I had one more year contract in Bulgaria, but uh, for some for different reasons, uh, I wanted to leave. And then it was really quick. Uh, basically, my agent contacted uh, the Spanish uh, sporting director Angel Gomez at that time, and it was uh, they talk and they said, "Okay, it's, uh, it fits our what we want." And, we didn't talk a lot. I said, okay, let's go to Cyprus. I, I, normally, I don't, I, I, I don't take, it doesn't take a lot of time for me to, uh, to decide for a new challenge. I, I thought from the first moment that it was a good challenge to come to Cyprus. And I came here. I came here. It was only yeah, three, four days. Five days. It, it, it was not like, okay, we, they were chasing me all summer and this, that. No, it was less than a week i would say 
did it live up to your expectations though you know you you, you came to omonia and at the time obviously omonia is a big club in cyprus but it was going through a transition at the time but uh, obviously the first year wasn't really a success for the club and uh, but you know four years later uh, if someone asked you did you regret for that decision what would you say it's it's mostly a general question about you know how what were your years at omonia you know looking at it back you know now no looking back it was it was unbelievable decision very good decision to come here i have to be honest i didn't know a lot about the cypriot league or omonia i have to be honest obviously i knew it was uh, one of the biggest clubs but i didn't know a lot so but yeah it was a great decision you know is also in terms of for the family is a great place to live and no i'm i'm really happy that i made that decision uh, i'm really happy that i had to leave bulgaria yeah <laughs> and i'm happy that it, it was omonia you know because uh, it was it is one of the best clubs in, in cyprus that's for sure did you have, I have many other clubs hmm? Did you have any offers from other clubs in Cyprus? No. 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 Not even before, but even at the time at Omonia, you never had any other offers? After my first year, I had one. But I didn't go. I didn't, I didn't leave. And to be honest, Jordi, after that first year, I mean, it was... It was a mess. I mean, Juan Olivia was the coach. He came, he didn't stay for long. Then uh, Mr. Yannis came in. Uh, to be honest, you could have said, you know what, this is not working out. Uh, excuse me for my language. Screw this shit. Let's just go find another team. But indeed, you did stay. And, and in the difficult times where a, when a player that doesn't really know a lot about Omonia, but stays there and fights for the club and shows that loves the club. I think that's one of the reasons that you are one of the most loved and respected players. Um, was there any any chance going through your mind after that first year, maybe you would leave or were you like, you know what, I'm going to stay and I'm going to make this work. I'm going to see how it's going to go. Well, obviously, when 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 the season is not uh, is not good, you, you, you think, okay, maybe... Or they maybe they don't want me, or maybe I have to find a new, a new challenge. Or, but uh, I had uh, an earlier contract, so I stayed, uh, and I'm happy that I stayed. You know, uh, but obviously, when the person or the sporting director who signs you is gone after a month, or I think it was three weeks, the coach and then sporting director, two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you you start thinking okay maybe and next one, but after that happening to last four years that means I did something well at the club that's for sure. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> Jordi, when when the club was taken over, obviously there's a lot of controversy around it, especially with the certain sets of supporters in the dressing room. What was that like for you guys to endure? Because you know we saw Gate Nine how popular they were and how they got behind the team. And then all of a sudden, everything just turns on its head. Uh, was it difficult for you guys 
to to comprehend what was going on or was it just one of those things where it's like you know what we'll just let the football do the talking yeah honestly uh, we didn't talk about it we didn't talk about it and probably most of the players didn't know about it also but no we didn't you know we we at least me i concentrated on on playing my football and you know like i've done always and i was not uh aware of what was going on around the you know around the club honestly so you've you've come from uh, bulgaria but prior to that you're in england doing very very well you come to cyprus and obviously it was a difficult time for omonia um in terms of the the level now i'm sure you get asked this question time and time again we, we can't compare the level of Cypriot football elsewhere um but when you look at the opponents, the teams that we were up against on week in, week out, and how we were still struggling to to win trophies and and to compete, um, do, do you think that things could have been done different in the background to help the club, or was it just like, well, this is football, this is the way it goes? What do, what do you mean, my the first season? Well, well, from your first season to obviously when things started to pick up and we won the league, between the time when you joined and we won the league when under yeah. Berg, was there any time where you could turn around and say, right, things could have been done a bit different in the background or even on the training field or just in general? Yeah, obviously, you, you know, there's always room for improvement. There's always things you can do better but you know in my case as a player i was not thinking about what should have been done or what should be done you know i was concentrating my football like i always i've always done and that's it uh, that's all you can do as a football player you cannot uh, think more than your job it's not your job to to concentrate on other things uh, at least this is the way i see it no, of course, but when you have 10, 11 players coming and going every summer, it must be... No, no for sure, to bring 15, 16 players per season is not the way to do it. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's something... Uh, and I think they changed that from the first my first year. I think it was 15, 16 new players. The second and third, the changes were a lot less than that. And, and, and you saw the results. It's not like you start from zero every... every Every season, yep. Uh, that brings stability. That brings uh, you know, uh, you know each other better to play. You play longer with your teammates. It's not like too many changes are not good, in my opinion. That's well, you 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 outlasted Matt and Harris, albeit by a couple of seasons anyway. With Matt anyway, um, having Matt around was that easier to to get used to style? Because listen, he was a fantastic striker in Cyprus, it, it, even in the UK. Don't get me wrong, but he was he was great for money, wasn't he? No, Matt did for uh, I, well. I think two years, the two previous years, I was not here. He scored twenty five goals, thirty goals per season. My first year, it was no, it was not good for him. Well, it was not good for anybody. But then the first uh, year. Of Berg, he, 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 he scored like 15, 20 goals against. No, he did for the club. He was unbelievable. I mean, he, he's a good lad. He's a very good uh, person. Also, that's uh, for sure. That's uh, very important. So he's brilliant. 
I'm itching to ask some questions uh, still and uh, the rest of the guys there, you know. Um, you keep disappearing. I don't know what's going on. Like, is this like yeah, Hall- you should, Halloween? You should be kicked. <laughs> you should be kicked out. Let us Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Kid. Uh, so my question is, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward to to what's going on now. Obviously, as a pod, we, we did have a, a few guests, like uh, players who played for Ammonia, and they always mention how important you were to the club as a personality, other than your ability as a football player. You know, everyone agrees how important you were as a football player, but most importantly. Uh, you were pers- you were the go-to person to everyone in the club. So whenever we had any guests on the show who were football players, whether that be players who still play for the club or players who played before, they'd always say that Jordi was the player who who was like the glue for everything. You know, whenever we had any troubles, Jordi was a captain with everything that comes along with not just <laughs> not just you know playing in the in the pitch but you know in the in the training ground and in the um abodidiria uh, the um, the dressing room the dressing room you know you were the go to buy to for, for everyone and uh, the truth is that this year omonia is we've been saying as a pod that it's been missing that personality and that leadership in the club you know uh, I don't know how much you've been following the club this season. I, I don't think it's too different to last year, if you ask me. Uh, uh, the only difference was that we managed to win the cup and turn things around, even though that wasn't j- enough to to change everything that was going wrong in the club. But uh, I'd like to ask your opinion as a person who has been there for many years and a person that's been respected from everyone. What do you think's wrong last year and this year? And what is what is missing? Like you witnessed it from the inside. What can you say about that? What is missing? I don't know what is missing. Uh, for example, I, I can talk about last year. Last year, I think if you look at the, my, the first two years of birth, there were not too many changes during the season and inside the season, the team was always more or less the same. There was a consistency in terms of selection of players. I think last year, there were a lot more changes, you know, in terms of players, in terms of, uh, I don't know, uh, some players left, some players came in. So it was like we talked before, that was the first year. For me, there were too many changes, but you know, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't go well. Uh, that was that could be one of the reasons uh, that affected the team. I don't know. Obviously, playing in Europe is also uh, it could affect the the performances of the team. I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, I'm not gonna start saying here, okay, we should do this, we should do that. Some decisions were made and yes, you have to accept that it's not, uh, as a player, even if you don't agree or you agree, you cannot uh, do anything about it. Do you think the model, the model with the 
directors and and the fact that we turned from 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 one model to another has affected that did you that's, because, okay last year we're talking we are talking we are talking about changes so you change the model after one season you change the model so it's going to affect the team for sure changes all kind of changes uh, it could be players it could be model of uh, doing things at the end of the day when you make changes you take that risk maybe things are not going to do the go the same way do, do you think there is a certain model that might fit mostly or do you think it's mostly the people who are around the club that pay the, uh, the most attention? You know, is it a certain model that you have to stick with or is it the people surrounding the club and the fact that, you know, the people who are there do their job the best way they can? Because no, for, for I'm sure, people this. who are there and try to, to do the their job the best. I don't know. It's I don't know. If it's the model or, or what it is. It's just first thing for me is just to identify what's the philosophy of the club, what's the identity of the club, what do you want from the club, what do you what what's, what are the values the values you wanna uh, for your club. That's what's the the identity of the club. For example, I can. Can I ask you what's the, the the philosophy of the club? What would you say if I ask you what's the philosophy of the club, the identity, what's the values that you see in the club? In terms of the philosophy, it's very difficult to say now. I believe anyway, very difficult. You, you, you to see say. Barcelona, you see Bayern Munich, you see big big, big uh, clubs. They have a philosophy, and and even if you are not there, you could see from the outside. Okay, these guys do the things this way. First, I think as a club, you need to identify the way you want to do things. Once you identify that, you try to do the best you can. But first is to know what you want to do. When you start changing from one model to another, maybe there's doubts about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. The, and the this is going to affect the team. The thing is, Jordi, the one thing that we've noticed, especially recently about this club, is that you cannot get away from the off-the-field politics. Now, obviously, politics is rife in football, which is understandable, but it becomes more magnified whenever the results aren't great. Now, let's get it right. It hasn't been a good league campaign so far, but we're seeing signs of progress under this head coach. But every time we seem to be moving one step forward, it's like two steps back because something is said by this one, something is done in the press, something is done this, and it's like, you can't keep your eyes away from the off the field stuff. And for me, while a lot of the players probably don't understand what's going on because maybe because of the language barrier or because they just focus on their football, us as supporters, we're thinking if the people at the top haven't got their house in order, how do you expect the players to feel when things hit? No, for sure, for sure. Everything starts from the top. Yep. And if, the top or you know the organization of the club not only I mean, all, all of the clubs if there is not a good organization and things are not organized the proper way it's going to affect the team that's for sure it is 100 I, I think uh, everything starts from there obviously players and coaches and everything they have to do their job properly but i think it needs to have a cohesion between everything so everybody going the same way just to be successful. 
Well, Jordi, can I ask you a question in regards to yes, that? Yes, of course. Uh, That's why you're here. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of talk. So I'm going to give you an example. So a lot of people were saying after we won the championship, after we qualified for Europe, Omonia was at the height, the confidence, the mentality, everything, that this would be moving on forward and would just move up and up and up. Then the third season, we saw it starting to go down, the bad performances. There was a lot of people saying that players that were, that were brought in were not fit. It was Berg's fault. Berg was playing the wrong system because he wasn't backed. Or Papadagi, it, his departure as well. People were yeah, yeah. so it was all, just like you said, from the top. So there were so many problems. If you can actually be open and, and honest, and if you can say, what do you think was... Other than the too many changes, the one thing that, excuse me for my language, fucked up last year in the team, personally. And again, from your point of view, you're playing there. You know what's going on. Was I mean, was it a coach? Was it the, the, the backing, the mentality, all the new players? What do you think went wrong last year? I don't know. I I would say some. I don't know. Uh, it's difficult, you know. Obviously, we went. We came from nothing to champions, and then once you are champion, mm -hmm. you are there. You are there. Yeah. You need to keep those standards. You need to. It's, yeah. it's a different approach, you know. You start the season not from the same point. So that uh, maybe we didn't manage to uh, manage that situation, you know, uh, in mm -hmm. terms of being the champions before we were nobody. And once you are champions, that's what big teams do. Maybe we were not ready to be the big team, you know. Okay. We, think we really have the pressure to be there and before we didn't have any pressure. Because there was a lot of people saying that you got there. This was a time to invest and stay up top. Yeah. But obviously it didn't happen. So just like you're saying, maybe the team wasn't ready to stay up there and continue being there. So probably. Yeah. Still? No, the thing is, when you look at that season, we got into the Champions League and well, the, the, the qualification uh, section when obviously you scored that goal against Legia Warsaw. It was a, it was a famous victory in Poland, um, beating um, Red Star Belgrade at home on penalties. Again, a, a phenomenal uh, performance for us, especially in extra time. Given you know the players were going down with cramp, but yet we were still fighting through and won it on penalties. And then it was it was a it was a remarkable season for us in general when you think about it. But it. it, it it comes to a point now when I look at this squad and I, I remember when we had Huberchan and Lufna and yourself and people like Ernest, Shepa, all these players who have done it at such a big level and no disrespect to the players that we have now because I don't want to shit on them because a, a lot of them are superb, absolutely superb for us in terms of their, their personalities and, and you know they try their best week in, week out. And we can talk about the administration, we could talk about things that happen in the background, but it's an obvious, I guess it's a rhetorical question, Yuri, but in terms of confidence, when you're winning games, the confidence takes you through and it gives you that extra 10, 15%, doesn't it? But when you're losing and you're dropping points here and there, conceding silly goals and the repetition hits, 
that must damage the motivation, which then causes bad results. Do you think the situation that we have right now, forget the, the leadership side of things for, for a moment, because I think that's one thing we've been lacking. Getting a, a, a good string of results should kickstart our season, though? Yeah, of course, but I, I think it shouldn't be that way. So if you're winning, your confidence is high. If you're losing, your confidence is not high. If you want to be a, a big team, if you want to be a champion, obviously you're going to go through bad spells of results. You're going to be three, four uh, games that you know, you're, you're not going to win. So the key, and I think the year we were champions, the key was, okay, we were having bad results at the beginning of the season, but we kept our you know stability. We didn't lose our heads. But the moment you start getting too excited when you win one game or too disappointed when you don't win two games, then it's a problem. So the key is to keep your is to keep a balance, and that's the key. That's the key. You go slowly. It's a long. It's a long way. It's not like. But here in Cyprus, or at least what I lived at the club is like: okay, you win one game, you are the best in the world. You everything. Everybody's, and then you lose two games. It's like the end of the world. No, I mean. Me, for example, as a player, I try to, you know, keep the balance. You lost, okay. As long as you try your best, as long as you know what to do, it's no problem. But uh, you cannot depend on, okay, we lost, my confidence is low, okay, we won. No, your confidence should be the same at all times. But you, you know that you are not going to win all games. You know that you're going to go through difficult moments during the season as long as you know that you, you're not going to keep your you're going to keep your uh, focus on that, that but the i think losing your confidence when you lose or, or winning or, or increasing your confidence when you win i don't think that's from big teams big teams they have their confidence at all times high that does that is that Uh, something you you believed because of your experience playing in all these years was that the same mentality you had through all your years playing football or is that something that changed because I was going to ask you you know because I, I want to move on to what's going on to Monia nowadays obviously it is true that in Cyprus we we are very unbalanced maybe more than any other Uh, country about you know is what you said and I remember you saying that many times dysfunctional uh, had, mate, dysfunctional <laughs> yeah we, we had we th there were moments when we used to lose and you would say just because we lost we're not the worst team and when we win it doesn't mean we're the best team but uh, seeing Omonia this year I don't know how close you are obviously you're still living in Cyprus so I'm, I'm guessing that you're following Omonia in some shape or form, you know, and even though you're, you're not in the dressing room and you're not training with the players, uh, it's not going to change your opinion. But do you do you think what you're seeing of Omonia, the sample you've seen so far, uh, do you think there's still time for us to turn things around or do you think some things have, have gone wrong from the beginning and, uh, you know, uh, we we're going to have to wait for January to maybe change a few players or 
you understand what I'm asking, you know, it's... it's yeah, no, obviously, in, t in terms of results, you are behind. Uh, so you have, don't have a margin of error now uh, if you want to be there close to the top. But it's what I said before, as long as you have a plan as a team, as a club, you have a plan of how you want to do things, it's, it's, it's not a problem to go through this spell of bad results. But the, everything starts from your plan. As long as you have a plan, as long as you have a clear picture of the way you want to play, uh, results will come. Uh, Do you think there is, there is a, a certain philosophy or uh, an identity in Omonia this year? Or you think you're, they are struggling, obviously, because they changed from Berg to Lennon, now Ferreira, uh, a lot of different players that some of them, you know, th there's a doubt between, you know, the fans about what's going on. Do, do you think that Omonia is lacking that sort of philosophy and that sort of mentality that you're describing? I mean, as you said, I'm in the outside. I'm not inside the club. I'm not inside the casino. I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't have the details. But from the outside, the only thing I see is Lennon and the new coach is completely a different philosophy. In the two games I've seen, it's completely different philosophy. So uh, that's the only thing I can say. Is, uh, so you went from a different, uh, for one style of playing to a completely different one. So maybe it was a mistake at the beginning. I don't know. I don't know. But for sure, from the outside, what I see is that the philosophy from Lennon and the new coach is not the same. That means maybe we have to fix uh, first the what do we want, the way we want to play or the one we want to do things. I don't know. This is what I see from the outside. I don't have any details, concrete details. Okay, because we're going close to an hour, you know, and I don't know how much time you, you have available to continue. Uh, yeah, no, I have gears. all the time of the world, yeah. Let, let's the... switch gears a little bit. Let's switch gears. Yeah, yeah let's, um, let's put it into third now, right? Yeah, because we've been stuck yeah, in that's, second that's, for a long, yeah? That's anyway. what I was going to say, you know. Um, Go on, you fire away because I've got a few questions off the top of my head yeah. anyway. I, 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 I think that, you know, Go up on. until now Go for the first Lisa. hour. Roy, one uh, question, because I know you yeah. don't stop talking. All right? Thank you. Yeah, shut Go up. Danny's sitting there like, oh, my God. <laughs> listen, I can, no, I can no, sit and listen no, all night. I, Don't worry. I, ju I just think that the first hour was, was was really easy for Jordi. You know? Come on, and, let's start uh, with the difficult questions. Come on. All right. Yes, do, do, you, do you want to go, Roy? Do you want to go, Roy? I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go the first question, you Are know? Uh, I, know I, I know I might be risking <laughs> my career on Total Green, but I'm going to go ahead and do it, but... <laughs> I'll put your balls on the table, mate. Come on. Yeah. There's talk about, you know, uh, we, we had uh, Mr. Baba Stavro on the show on Total Green on Monday, last Monday. And he said that he's considering uh, bringing in a, either a technical director or a sporting director in the club. First of all, uh, has anyone approached you? And secondly, do you think that Omonia was lacking in that aspect, that, that, that sort of 
do you think that a technical director or a sporting director would would help the situation in Omonia? Because other than the the fact that Omonia wasn't playing to their standards, it seemed at times that they needed that extra person, that extra help to control what was going on in the dressing room. There, there were things like uh, disciplinary matters that uh, needed someone to address them. It needed. It seemed like the manager had to to deal with a lot more things that he could handle. Do you think that having someone there to control the players and be like a link between the players and and the and the 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 board, let's say? Is something necessary for for Omonia to to be more more healthy? Let's say. First first question uh, is no. Uh, that door was closed in May, so uh, no contact at all. And second, listen. Uh, the ones in charge are going to decide what to do. I'm not going to say anything about it. You know, they they made decisions and they have to decide what to do. It's not... I'm not going to comment on that. It's not... I have no intention of commenting on you know. Okay, anyone else have any other questions? <laughs> I, I've got one. Okay, Jordi, right? Listen, I messaged a couple of your former teammates... Yeah, to find some information. And people were tight-lipped, but I got two people. One of them said that you were his go-to guy when it came to calming situations, Dan, if he felt a bit stressed, he talked to you and you give him advice. Cool. Do you get what I'm saying? Jordi Gomez, Mr. Chilled here, yeah? But another guy said to me, I'm going to try to find the question. Where is it? Um, asking him about farting. Again, the farting question. Fuck's sake! <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Listen, Roy, Roy, In that, in that, in that dressing room, in that dressing room, there were some good uh, farters. <laughs> <laughs> My God, man! I have to say, I have to say, some good ones. <laughs> well, listen. The, the person that asked me the question to ask you, I think he was trying to get out that you were like top level, like when it came to that. Is is this is this what you're saying? Is it true? Were you like ten out of ten? No, ten out of ten. No, I was close, but, but there were <laughs> some others better than me. I have to come say, on. are they still at the club? No, no, I won't say any names. I won't say. Any oh names. come on! <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but this is something I, I learned in England, you know. In England, you know, <laughs> I was coming from Spain. If somebody sh uh, farts, you look at the guy, you say, what's going on here? In England, they fart and they don't even, they don't even care, you know. It's like they look at you like, what the fuck? You know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in, in, and in ammonia, yeah, last year there were some good ones. I was not the best. I was not the best. I like the sports sites interview with Jordi Gomez speaking about the press party. That's what. That's the only reason I wanted him on to ask about the farting. That that's all. That's the that's the news tomorrow. That's the news tomorrow. That's the the level, you know. 
Chris, uh, have you got any questions before I start talking and I don't shut up? Oh, uh, God. Uh, Just ask him about the goals. Come on, the, the lobs. You know you listen, want to ask. Which one was uh, best? Uh, Abuel? Was it Abuel? Was it, was it um, uh, PSV? Was it Carabao? Come on, Chris. Where was Work it? Where did the come from? Base did, you, to prepare. did you see the goalie out or did you say, you know, I'm just going to knock it? Did you see the goalie was like very far from his goals? How did it come? Honest. <laughs> it's obvious. obvious. Yeah, the goalkeeper was out. Obvious. <laughs> Maybe it was lucky. I'm just saying. Um, I'm not saying that. Yeah, before. it was lucky. I was lucky. You you try, you try, but not always go in. But I was lucky that I tried. I don't know three or four times when I scored too. How are you feeling? Yeah, but you... obviously, you see the goalkeeper. Most of the goalkeepers are out most of the time. So, but and how are you feeling yeah. after that? Were you like, "Oh shit, what did I just score"? <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> I don't know what to do when I score a goal. So I didn't think a lot. Uh, no, but it's always nice to yeah to score goals, and obviously, if they are like this, even more. So yeah, they were nice goals to score. Is there one that, that stands out for you most, though? Not, not just the goals that you score from range, whether it be a penalty, whether it be just a goal in general. Is there one that stands out for you, scoring for Monia? What, what do you mean? The best goals of uh, yeah, your, your favourite one, so to speak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of the goals I scored for Monia are uh, some of the best goals I've scored in my career, yeah, for sure. Is there, are there any standout ones like for the significance, be it a victory or... No, probably the one against Everton with Wigan the, in the 3-0 was very nice. Uh, I don't know. There's some, the one I scored with Swansea in the derby against Cardiff City was, my I think, my first goal for the club. No, there have been some good goals during my career, but obviously the ones with Ammonia... Some of them are, uh, I will remember them for a long time. Sure. Well, when some... we had, go on, yeah. go on. Yeah. Go on. The, the thing I want to say, it might take a, a couple of minutes because I've got some quick fire questions sent from Mike Perry. And he's, he's done most of the work I, I, I would have done today. So I want, I want to ask them because, you know, they're really interesting questions. But before we, we I, I go ahead, I mean, I'm, 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 if you've got anything else to ask, I, I like to just say one thing. Today is Ernest Asante's birthday, and I like to say happy birthday to happy Ernest. Happy birthday, Ernest. There you go. Happy, bir yeah. happy birthday, Ernest. Happy Ernest. Birthday. He's watching, by the way. He's watching. Great no. singer. Great singer. Great singer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've got... Stel, do you want to ask a couple of questions before I go ahead with the quick fire ones? Because I've got some really interesting questions here lined up. Yeah. Do you know what, Jordi? The one thing that I was a little bit disappointed about with Omonia's social media is that they didn't do like a left foot challenge because I've asked Kiko about this yeah, and I wanted to know who do you think had one, well, the best left foot at the club? Because there was you, there was Jan, there was Eric, Kiko. No, no normally... All left-footed mm -hmm. have good. Uh, Loizo, left foot, for sure. Loizo, yeah. No, yeah. I mean Kiko, Jan, uh, 
obviously Eric also myself. No, I think uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did, did you have, did you have like a competition? Surely there must have been some banter with you guys, or with rondos and all that. I know what happens. In no, no, rondos, we never had any competition. Uh, really? Honestly. No. Wow. Okay. Okay. No. Because when I spoke to Ernest and Shehu, they're always arguing who's the laziest trainer, who does this. Ah, no, but that. those those are those are two. Those two. Those two. Like <laughs> 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 kids. <laughs> the kids. <laughs> they were oh Ernest and and. and... Say who they were always together in the middle in the boxes. Ah, okay, that says it all then. Says That's the only thing we need. No, when, in terms when, of when uh, Matt... left footed, nothing. No, well, when, when Matt came on the pod the first time, the very first time Matt came yeah. on this pod, he said that Michael Lufner had the worst dress sense. He was wearing tight t shirts and all that kind of stuff. Over the years, you were at Omoni. Who was the worst, past and present? There doesn't have to be someone that's there now. Well, who was the worst dresser? Like they came in training every day and thinking, what the f- where where'd you get these clothes from? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't pay wow. attention to that, honestly. I didn't pay. <laughs> there were other players always looking other players, ah, he's wearing this, but I was, you know, let them let them wear whatever they want. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> judge them for that. <laughs> All right, okay. So who would you say was the funniest teammate at Omonia you ever had? The funniest, like the Joker, the one that always played pranks or yeah. The funniest. I think Thomas was funny. Thomas. Hubo can... Yeah, everyone says Hubo, yeah. Was it Hubo <laughs> who who took wait Lufna's phone and Said that oy, was... oy, 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 oy. Like that no, I think I don't know the story, but yeah, I think somebody took uh, Lufner phone. <laughs> and he got crazy. He got, I think he got, it was mad. It was mad. And then he blamed Hambos for it. Yeah, yeah, and then no, he went crazy. Lufner went crazy because somebody. Took, oh my god! I don't know the details, but yeah, I saw. The face of uh, Michael, a little bit uh, angry. Be, be, before we get into the quick fire questions that I like to ask, yeah. which you know, I uh, thought we were. I like, I, I, I like to, <laughs> to ask you a little bit about the the youngsters in Omonia. You know, obviously there's Johnny who left, who went to the states. There's Bana, uh, there's Hambo, there's Loizo, there's Kaku, and a few other players. Uh, what's your advice to these youngsters and, and, and what do you think of them as a more experienced player that, you know, has played in a higher level? What do you think of these players? My advice, I'm nobody to give advice, but uh, I would say no matter what happens, just you keep going. You have a goal uh, and obviously, as we said before, you're going through Difficult moments, better moments, good moments. So as long as you keep your balance in a, when you score a goal, when you win games, when you win, and you keep your balance always, uh, and you have a goal and you go for it, uh, you'll be fine. But uh, I think your head is really important in terms of uh, getting where, where you want to be. Uh, obviously, they have the ability, they have the conditions, to be good footballers, but they need to uh, life 
for football, you know, just uh, fight for it and go for it. Whatever happens, you go for it. What 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 would be your advice to the fans? Because obviously the the fans are, are disappointed at the moment, and it's really important to hear it from someone who who has been. I'm not expecting you to say something completely different. It's the balance, and try to support the team. But how different, how difficult it is to convince the fans that what's going on is just part of the game. Listen, it's, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, I think they can do whatever they want to do. Uh, they are free to think the way they want to think. They were free to to do what they want to support or not support. But most of the time, they're going to support the team. But they are they're entitled to to be angry when things are not going well. Uh, I think it's, more, it's not about advising the fans. It's about, uh, as a team, you have, as I said before, you keep your balance, whatever happens, you keep your balance. And at the end of the day, if you keep your balance and the team does well, they're going to be happy. So you have to make them happy. You don't have to give advice to them. Just make them happy with your performances right. and with your... All right, boys, have you got any questions? Because I've got about... A few questions I'd like to ask, even though they're quick fire ones. But like, if if anyone wants to ask something before I I yeah, continue, I've got fire. very very quick ones. Jordi, I'm going to give you some players' names, and maybe you can describe them in two or three words. Well, if if that's yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. okay. <laughs> well, a lot a lot of people are asking Gusu. Gusu. I don't know. Strong. Uh, I think. I think uh, with this injury he had, and the, uh, for sure difficult moments. He lived difficult moments. I think they they will make him stronger, and it will make good to him. Obviously, it's not good to to be injured. I I've been injured myself, but I think those moments uh, will make him uh, stronger. And he, I think actually he played really good on. The last game he played against uh, Anorthosis, I think. Oh, yeah. So I think he's going to be important for Ammonia this season. Okay. Fabi. Fabi. Uh, my God. Fabi. Fabi. Big hands. Big hands. Fabi. <laughs> no, he, he, well, he, in the, the year we were champions, he was unbelievable and, and, and as a person he's brilliant also so he's, that's even more important mm -hmm. Thiago 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 I loved playing with Thiago I love playing with Thiago uh, big game player big game yeah. player and he helped us a lot, a lot in, when he was here okay because he's watching Ernest 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 is a really good guy I've never seen a better guy than Ernest and also very good player. He was a key player for us when we were champions. Okay. Matt? Matt is also really nice guy. Really nice guy. Yeah. Since, you know, from the first moment he was, when I first came in, he was a captain and he was always nice to me. Uh, 
and obviously he's a goal scorer. Uh, he can score goals uh, anytime. Okay, and um, oh, let, let's go with let's go with Dura. Let's go with Dura. Dura, I I like his mentality a lot. Uh, you know, especially when last year when he was not playing, but he was. Training like the best, uh, so I, I, I love it. I love it. I love him so much. The mentality he has, and that's very important for a football player. With that mentality, this winning mentality. No matter did, what, you keep going. Did you um? Did you notice a change in his attitude in the? I wouldn't say the second season, but the back end of his first season with the club, because I know he got a lot of criticism from certain supporters because he wasn't the killer in front of goal. Um, but I, I just, I uh, absolutely admired his resilience and his work rate. And That's what I mean, yeah. It's just, you know, things were not going well for him, but he was always there training. Uh, if he was asked to play five minutes, he was giving his best. So, yeah, he was not scoring, but, you know, uh, he scored some goals. Actually, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as you keep going, that's the main thing. Great stuff. And I've just got one more quick question before Roy uh, takes over. Um, I don't know how many shows you watch of ours, mate, but I've always admired Gagulli in terms of his um, his positional awareness and his movement off the ball, how he occupies centre-backs, how he can draw them out of position. He's come under immense criticism recently because, again, he doesn't score enough goals for what people believe anyway. But what can you tell us about him just to not uh, calm the fans down or calm the situation down? But what have you seen uh, with this player? What have you noticed about him? No, from the moment I came in to now, he improved a lot. His movement has improved a lot. His uh, movement, his, uh, the way he finds space for himself, you know, the, the way he runs in behind the defense, I think it's going to be important. Kakul is uh, easier. I think he improved a lot and he's still very young, so he has a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, he's not scoring goals, okay, but uh, but come with you. As long as he keeps trying, he will get there, for sure. Well, the thing is, I keep saying this, and I'm sorry to bring this up again, but my friend Leon, who used to play for, for Swansea and Chelsea, he always said to me, when you're a striker, it's not just about scoring goals, it's when you're not scoring goals, it's what you do off the ball. You know, that's just as important. Another thing about the Kakulis is he presses a lot and that's mm-hmm. very important for the team. If the striker of these two strikers work hard for the team, it's going to uh, make the team better. If the two strikers don't work hard, it's going to be really difficult for the team to play well. That's something Kakulis gives to the team also. Excellent. Roy, over to you, mate. Okay, so I've got some I'm scared. I'm scared. No, don't worry about it, Jordi. It's going to be quick fire no, question. No, no, whatever you want, whatever you want. No, uh, this is this is going to be the fun part of the interview for me. Okay. Oh, yeah. So do and like I'll repeat because I don't want these questions to sound like the mine. It's Mike Curry, so Mike, the president. You know. So, uh, do you know that you share the same birthday with Eric Cantona and? Do you swap any birthday wishes? Very cantonal. No, 
I didn't know or not. Okay. Um, do you have any aspirations to go into coaching? Uh, some days, yes, yeah, some days, no. Okay, so uh, that's fair enough because it's quick fire, you know. Um, from the all the clubs and the leagues you have played in, what's the most important lessons that you have learned? The one I said before that you're gonna go through difficult moments, uh, and those difficult moments are gonna make you a better player. Okay, favorite player you have played with in Omonia. Uh, I would say uh, Thiago, Vitor Gomez, those uh, two. No, I think Jan uh, Lejak also, you know. Uh, mostly the players who played around me, all of them are, I enjoyed playing with them. What, what about the best player you have played with? Best player? That's two questions in Omonia and out of Omonia. But how do you, what's the best play? What, how do you, how can you define the best play? That's I would say up to you to decide. The four, German the four at Sunderland, it was one of the best plays I played with. Uh, Omonia, I don't, I, I prefer not to. Okay. Um, if you were able to to give a piece of advice to your 18-year-old self, to you, go back almost 20 years ago, what would that what what would Jordi give advice to an 18-year-old Jordi? I would say, for example, when I was 18, I was going with the first team of Barcelona or with the first team at Spanish, and I sometimes. I look at those players and they were like something special for me. What I would advise to myself is like, you know, they are good players, they are st big stars, but they are normal people. You have to treat them like uh, normal. Uh, it's not, they are not different than, than you. Okay. And what's your, what's your favorite food in Cyprus? Come on. <laughs> That's boring, man. That's boring. Come on. And the first word you learned to speak in Greek. Oh, come on. You can't ask him that. Yeah, of course I can. Calimera. Calimera. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Malaka. 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 Right. Yeah, that's the one I was expecting. Uh, oh, that's it for me, man. I don't know if you guys have got... I mean, there's quite a few comments asking a few questions, but, you know... Uh, we Do you know what? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask one that I didn't even think of until now, right? Yordi, you know I do a lot of strange things on social media and um you know I've, I've, i had the t-shirt made i had the, the james bond meme i had the um yeah uh, <laughs> he's, he's dropping everything now <laughs> and uh, when when there was that that goal well sorry yeah you were given an award 
and I kind of photoshopped it to do like a drawing of you scoring that goal. I mean, when me, Roy, Chris, we do these podcasts and we do all sorts of strange things on social media, is this something that, I wouldn't say helps the club, but does it kind of lift the atmosphere a little bit? What do you mean? Well, we do these podcasts and we try to be yeah. as fair yeah. and all that. And we obviously we do our stuff on social media and all the, yeah. you know, the, the, the bizarre things as, you know, as Roy once coined. Um, does what we do and does what the fans say on this podcast kind of help the players? Do any of them pay attention? Is this something that they, that helps them get the morale up? I don't know. I don't know if it helps or not. Uh, obviously, <laughs> when the team doesn't win, if they look at if they watch the post the podcast, it could be damaging. You know, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's good that you do it. You know, it's uh, it's not a problem. It's, it should help. You know. Should do, should do. All right, Danny. I know you've been quiet for a, a very good, well, a very long time. Do you, do you have any more questions before we wrap it up? Do you know what? There was a couple of players I was going to ask about, right, from your time at Wigan. The first one, and I've heard a few players talk about him. It sounds like a bit of a loon, a bit of a character. But Paul Sharna, what's what's he like in real life? It's like we see in when he's in real yeah, life. Like I don't to know. play with in like real life, I don't know. Yeah, but that, yeah, it was a special one. I think he was a he was a good guy. It is a good guy, but yeah, he had some. Yeah, as you said, he's a special character. Uh, I don't know how to define it, but uh, he was a special character. Yeah. Any uh, any stories from that year you shared? Uh... No, I cannot remember. Sorry. Sorry. That's that's all right. I just Sorry. honestly, when he when he re-signed in that January in 2013, have you seen the photo of him in Asda next to the stadium with a massive fur coat? Yeah, I think he posted something just before signing or after yeah, signing. Yeah. I someone can't, I can't remember now. Yeah, someone yeah. saw him buying uh, groceries or something. Yeah, and the other yeah. one is no, he liked uh, these kind of uh, <laughs> things. Yeah, and just one more. Like, so you mentioned singing before, okay? So initiation songs are a big thing in English football. Wow. Like when you sign for a club, you have to sing a song. Wow. Did you sing in one? Cyprus also? In Cyprus also. So did you now sing everywhere one? now? What what would you uh, what did you sing? And were there any really good ones or really bad ones that you can remember from, from other me. players? Yeah, what did you sing? And then were there any good ones or any bad ones from other players? No, from me, they were all bad for sure. <laughs> but you <laughs> have to sing it again now, though. <laughs> no no you have to sing it again now. And uh, no, honestly, is is there are players who enjoy it, enjoy doing it, but there's some others. The majority is hard, you know. You are there having your dinner, and you are thinking about, okay, now I have to sing. Is and everybody's, uh, it's not uh, nice to do it. It's not nice to do it. Uh, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> That's why it's better not to change uh, teams. It's better to <laughs> But was, was there anyone that surprised you with their voice, that they're singing? Was there anyone you think, well, oh, got a decent voice there? I think Matthews was good at Sunderland. I don't know how he did at uh, here at Ammonia, Alan Matthews. 
Okay. He was he he was really good singer. Then also then uh, obviously Asante. <laughs> <laughs> I think his song was we were in uh, Poland. We were playing against Legia, and the night before. My God, that was... That's his uh, debut as well. That's his debut, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, really good. You know, if you ask anybody from that team, uh, they would re they would remember that day, that night uh, before Lenny. No, I think it was, yeah, after the game. After the game. Or maybe before... I can't remember. I think was before, it Red Star? But the no. Penalty. The penalties when he was no, singing in the I, dressing room. Before well. Legia yeah, and after, because... He sang, we won, so he sang again after the thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, yeah. absolutely amazing. Right, unfortunately, Chris had to duck. He had a few yeah. issues. I think it might have been his dog just chewing away at his feet again, which normally happens. His dog's a bit ravenous. But Danny, thank you for jumping on, mate. Really appreciate your time. Really great to have nice. you on, and hopefully we can have you back on. Yeah, man, no, I enjoyed it. It's been good fun. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. Great stuff. Jordi, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for everything, man. Um, you've helped uh, this team to some great victories, some great title wins. Um, the Cup, obviously. Um, you've given us some superb memories that we'll never forget. You should, I can't bring up all the comments, man, because there, there's just so many of them. But there's so much love for you. It's, it's unbelievable. And um, you're an Amonia legend. And thank you for everything. I'm sure Roy will put it out in more eloquent terms than I will because I do get a little bit emotional when we have former players on. Um, so yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate I think it. Roy appreciate was a little on. bit. Roy was a little bit tired of me in the last year. You was think he? So? He got tired about me. So, so, oh, so really? You've been, you've been watching the pod then, if you think that, huh? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think, okay, here it is. This, no, no, no. I'm Sorry, I have a question this. also. I have a question also. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Jordi asked me the question, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer. Okay. Actually, no, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the, the question is, in one podcast, you said uh, that I was not allowing players around me to shine or to play well. And I just want to ask, what's your comment on that? Because I've seen players around me playing really well. I've seen Vitor Gomez, I've seen Kuzulus, I've seen Thiago, I've seen Lechax, I've seen the young players. So this is my question. <laughs> okay, I'll answer. And, but I, I felt that, that obviously, not, not because of you, but I've, in my last season, I felt that people, when you've been too long in a, in, in a team or in, a, in the same place, they want to see new faces. So this is my feelings. What do you think about it? Okay, this is directed not, to Not me. from you, maybe from the other people also. That okay. was I felt. Yeah, I, I want this to be a clip from the first moment when Jordi asked the question. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I, I think that in the last let's say 20 years, you are amongst the, the top players that have played in Omonia. That's an, an honesty, uh, uh, something that comes from my heart. I also said that you helped, especially Kusu, develop as a player. And even Hambos, because I, I, I have 
a connection with his family and I know how you have helped. I think as a personality and as a leader, uh, we cannot replace you. Yes, it's true that I said that at times I wanted someone uh, to, to be able to replace you because I thought it was unfair that you had to take all, all that weight on your shoulders when you were at a certain age. I never said that I didn't want you to be in the squad, but I said that it was unfair for you to, to, to continue at the age you were to have all that weight on your shoulders. And I thought that Omonia should have prepared someone to replace you without you leaving in the club. But more than anything else, what is missing is your, your character, your personality, and your leadership and what you have done. And I said that when you left, this is not goodbye. It's see you later. Because I'm sure that in one shape or form, you're going to come back to Omonia because you've got a lot more to offer. So I'm being honest with you. No, no, that's... No, it's not... It's, I'm not asking in a bad way. It's just... Uh, but but I'm answering this honestly. So, yeah, it's not... Uh, I understand what you say, and and, and it's, it's true. the same with with, with Papu Lee. It's unfair to to expect from Papu Lee at this age, of the age of thirty eight, to not have someone to 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 be able to replace him. So it's the same thing that I was saying. This is what I'm saying. It's it's not. Uh, is this the reason you didn't follow me on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> No, but it is no. It, it, I asked because one day I was watching, and I, it's like you, you like you were saying this that okay, I was not letting anybody to be themselves. You know that I was listen, and at that point I started to realize that uh, you were getting tired of me. <laughs> Oh, oh, so it's Roy's fault you left. Oh my Man, God! Listen, do, it's Jordi, do, do you know? Okay, it's your I'll, fault. I'll, I'll ask no, you no. this. I'll ask you this. No, I, listen, listen. I'm That's the headline yes, for I appreciate, I appreciate your words. I appreciate for sure your support. Yes, it's not. But it's just good conversation. It's not. Uh, do you know what, what, what I meant? Is like at 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 any point, my my purpose and my, my, my intentions inside the team, it was at all times helping the team, helping my teammates and trying to make them better or make the team better with me inside. That's, I never tried to, to be the man, to be the main, you know. Bro, do you know what? I, this, this is so, sorry, still, because sorry, this, is, this is just a, a, an oh, answer. I, I said, and I don't know if anyone else agrees on the show, that when you were playing with Mix, Mix was confused, you know, because I think it was an episode where, where you were playing with Mix. And I thought that after your injury, Mix took over your, your sort of responsibility. And I said that when you and Mix are playing together, you didn't have the same balance as you and Kusu had. So that was, I thought that both of you needed to hold on to the ball and dictate the tempo a bit more. And with you and Mix, being in the same 11, it was a bit difficult. So maybe that's 
that is what I meant. Maybe it was one of those episodes. But I repeat, as, as a, a character, as a personality, as a captain, you are one of the best players that ever played for Ammonia. And, and I'm sure you heard that as well. No, for, listen, don't take it the wrong way. It's, it's, it's yeah. to make it uh, yeah, more just interesting, to, yeah. the interview, to make yeah. it interesting, you know. <laughs> No, I I think the thing is, right, <clears throat> obviously, you know, football fans are very, what's the word, um, very emotional. And when we, whenever we do podcasts, the, the biggest mistake we made, I think it was after we lost to Aboel in the cup, and we did the pod literally 10 minutes after, and we went off on one. And Michael Lufner, he weren't too happy with what we were saying. And I think for us, it was a massive learning curve because while we're trying to speak on behalf of supporters, we also have a duty as well because people follow us. And while we, we, we're not a massive platform, we still have a responsibility. So there are people that are going to hang on to words that we say. So it's not about us like being influential in any, any way, but we don't want to be disruptive. And look, I'm sure you've watched pods and thought, oh, I'm still talking shit, boys well, talking shit, whatever. But... You know, this that, and that'll be fair enough, bro. Like, but there've been times where I've turned around and said, no. and you know, you know full well, there've been times I've said on this pod that players such as yourself and Hubo and the experienced players they're needed in the dressing room because they're going to be players that look up to you guys that have been at the highest level. So when you did leave, when Hubo left, when other players with that experience left, we knew it was going to leave a gaping hole because you can't replace players with that experience and with that. Um, uh, affiliation with a club. So when you did leave, we needed to bring in someone with your experience, but also knew what the club was about and what the what the fans demanded. No, that's no that. Listen, it's not a problem. You do the podcast. You can say, as I said, the fans. You are entitled to do and to express your opinion, like with freedom. It's not a problem. It's not a problem for me. But we know that we know said, how. But we know the problems yeah. that it could cause if we're not careful with what we say. This is what I'm saying. So we try to be balanced and we try to be fair. So, mm. no, it's, it's difficult, but we choose to do it. It's, so we can't complain. It's not a problem. <laughs> it's better that you do it. It's, it's good. It makes, uh, you know, you have to deal with criticism sometimes, you know. It's, it's like this. It's like this. Iero answered, Iero sort of answered a bit of the things I wanted to say that we came to be too dependent on you and we knew you weren't going to play forever. So I, I, I sort of said that we should have had someone to replace you gradually. Listen, you won't replace me. Yeah. Because we are basically, because we are all unique players. So, uh, Everybody is, yeah. When uh, Papoulis is not here anymore, you, you're not going to replace him because we are all unique players. Uh, as I said before, as long as you have a plan as a club, as a team, as a way of playing, you'll find a way. You'll find a way. You cannot uh, replace, okay, I'm going to replace this player with this player. No, you have to find a way. So you play the one the way you want to play. That's uh, basically the key to success. As long as you have a clear picture of what you want. But yeah, in terms of replacing players, 
it's difficult to you know uh, to replace them but as i said not a problem in expressing in in expressing your opinions is is nice i just wanted to comment this uh, thing no it so was it's not uh, it's, but it's not you a, know you're the to be honest, mate. You know we've we've been lucky to do reasonably well with this pod, right? And whenever we're together, me and Royal, when we're out in, in Cyprus, even in in Manchester, we have had people coming up to us saying a, a lot of positive things. But I'd like to hear some negative stuff as well, not because I'm a masochist or anything, but I, I'm I'm a realist. Not everyone likes what we're doing, and we can take the criticism. I've I've got no problem with it. So it's not all rainbows and you know. Yeah. Whatever. No, no, as, as I said, you're entitled to do whatever you want. It's, mm. Nobody can stop you from giving your opinion. It's the way it is. The way it is. It's not. It's good that you're doing this, you know. Well, you're, there's a lot of love for you, man. There's a lot of love for you. And um, and a lot of hate for me. <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I'm, as I said, I've been criticized so many times during my career. So now it makes me laugh. It makes me yeah. laugh. It's, it's, I find it interesting just to comment. That's, it's not, I don't, this, take, this, it, a I question. don't take anything is, personally. Is, 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 is there responsible for any other person in the. <laughs> 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 at Wigan, oh, at, well, I was um, I was killed most of the games at the beginning, so it's okay. That uh, made me stronger. Uh, listen, <laughs> was a, listen, me, listen I was going to say, Joy, there was a pocket of us up in the up in the East Stand who were desperately trying to shout them down. Trust me. And and do you yeah. know what though? Honestly, in ev- every ever since you left, there's more and more. I was one of the founding members of the Jody Gomez fan club in Lancashire. <laughs> And I swear to God, there's more and more and more of us with every passing day. I think they realise how good you were. Once you are gone, once you are gone, then you get the. Look, I was. There was a few. There was a few of us who were trying to get it going while you were still at the club, mate. Honestly, it was. Uh, yeah, but no, I've, I'm. I'm pleased that you stayed and battered through it because my God, dude, there was. Uh, yeah, I can still see you throwing yourself at the at the ball for the, the diving header against Reading, the hat trick. Yeah. Ah, that that goal was nice. Also. That goal, oh yeah, that goal was, oh yeah, that goal was. But no, yeah, there's some, there's actually, some... that game, that game, I think I was gonna be souped at halftime. Oh, really? But then I think Maloney, uh, Sean Maloney, got injured, so I I I, I kept uh, I was still on the on the pitch <laughs> and I scored three goals. First half I was getting, <laughs> and then I scored three goals. You know, this is football. This is football. Yeah. You go from here here. This is football. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, again, Jordi, thank you for your time, mate. Really appreciate. It. We've done almost two hours, man. That's that's amazing. Thank you so Mark, much. Really Mark, appreciate Mark, it. And I, and I, yeah, I know exactly. And you, <laughs> you rarely do pods, so this is this is a privilege for us, man. And again, I, I thank you so much. And the other the other thing I want to thank you for is last season you signed a shirt which ended up at my friend uh, Danny's house. Danny's a big Blackburn Rovers fan. He works for Wolves for their sports medicine team, and he's actually he wanted to jump on, but he couldn't make it. So um, he says thank you for the for the shirt as well. So yeah, thanks, man. Perfect. No, it, it's been a pleasure to be here today with you, with you all, and I wish you all the best. I wish you all well. The best. Look, hopefully you can come back on again without Roy. Obviously, we will see. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll, I'll get Matt to come on as well to replace Roy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great stuff. Roy, yeah, no, Roy. Uh, honestly, no problem. I just it was only to come and I appreciate it was. Don't worry about it, brother. You know, for, for me, I've been doing the pod with uh, Stell and Chris and the other boys, you know, for almost two years. And today, for me, it was the, the biggest honor I ever had being on a, on a podcast because, uh, you know, uh, because of you. And uh, for me, it's, it's the most important podcast, I mean, I, uh, I have ever been a part of. And, uh, uh, you know, I want to thank you for everything you have offered to the club. I repeat again, uh, you are uh, a personality, a captain, uh, a football player that for me uh, is one of the best in the club's history. And that will never change, you know, even though towards the end of your career, I, I had my opinion about, you know, I, I thought it was unfair for you more than anything else. You see all, all the messages, but it was uh, an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. And uh, I know that you're not a person that likes to, to jump on and talk a lot about yourself. And it was no. also a big pleasure to see you uh, when we were playing United, when I saw you outside the stadium, when we had a photo that was like a, an, an amazing well, moment. It was too many people that day. I'm not going back to again. Too many people. <laughs> <laughs> But it was is an absolute pleasure, and I I can't thank you enough for everything you offered. You know, I, I want to thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much, Thank Germano. you. Thank there you, you go. There you go. Boys right. and girls. So that was that was Yuri Gomez. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your nuna. This show was powered by Bet on Alpha. How can I forget them? And as I say, fuck Androbi. So until next time, Roy Pedro, say it. <laughs>